Welcome to BDE Radio. This is your host for the evening, Groobs, a.k.a. McGruber, a.k.a. Ryan. If you know me, what's up? If you don't, what's up? Um, normally, there's another guy with me. His name's Cam. He's not here this week. You know what? That's okay. It's okay, guys. He's got some things to deal with. He's got some things to do. It's all good. All good. Hey, we have a good time when we do these solo episodes. That's, that's what we're going to do. Because guess what? I've had some beers. Why have I had some beers? Because it was 75 today. I didn't have work, so I sat by the pool and drank some beer. So yeah, I'm a little I'm a little tipsy right now. We're already off to a hot start. I pour myself a beer. I pour myself a get comfortable, a hazy double IPA from Creature Comforts, my personal, my personal favorite brewery in Athens, Georgia. Shout out Creature Comforts. Y'all are the best, seriously. Um, yeah, I literally spilled a beer pouring it. I overflowed it. It's one of these like metal cans. I don't know how to describe it. Um, I keep it in the freezer because it keeps my beer cold. But So my mini fridge, I had to defrost it because it froze over because I think we left it cracked. And so I had to defrost it. I threw these beers in here just not realizing. So they weren't really cold. So I grabbed this this cup and poured the beer in here and overflowed. So off to a hot start tonight, you know. Hey, you see where my head's at? Just dial in, guys. This is going to be a fun episode. Um, we got a heater of an intro song if you want to listen to it. Here we go. Got a heater of a, an outro song, too. Hey, Nico Moon only drops bangers. Let me just say that. Woo. Um, this is going to be a fun episode. We got to talk a lot of stuff, a lot about sports, and wherever wherever the hell my head wants to go tonight. So... Let's have a good time, guys. All right, let's get into it, guys. We're going to have a fun one. We are going to have a fun one because I'm a little tipsy, as mentioned at the beginning, and got some things to talk about. So let's get into our first topic. What is our first topic? Our first topic of the day is Dak Prescott. My boy, Dak Prescott. Ooh, we never thought we'd see the day that he would sign a fucking contract with the Cowboys. But our dude did. And let's let's see how much he signed for. It was a four-year contract. Four-year contract. Let's pull it up. Where the hell? Come on. Come on. Trying to get give y'all the exact details. I know he has 127 guaranteed, which is just ridiculous. And I think he's getting he's getting 75 mil in the first year, which is just nuts. But he's getting four years, 160 mil. I mean, come on. Who won in this one? Dak, for sure. Are the Cowboys going to be able to win with that? Probably not. Because we are in the middle of massacre week. They're not going to be able to win this year, at least. Let me give you that. Because we this year, the cap hit was about 15 million, roughly about 15 and a half million dollars. So it's about 182.5 this year, which is off by the estimated 15 million. That's where that came from. So this year, this is why this is called Massacre Week, why you're seeing so many guys get cut this year. Um, this is why I'm thinking, you know, the Cowboys themselves probably not gonna be able to win this year. When you're spending that kind of money, I mean 75 bill, I mean, come on, in one year, that's a, I mean, that's a cap hit. 
That that is a damn cap hit. Let's be honest. But let's be honest here too. Good for fucking Dak, but the Cowboys overpaid. The dang Cowboys overpaid here because let's be honest. Dak is a good quarterback. Is he a great quarterback? No. He's not an elite quarterback. Not at all. Most of his stats come in garbage time because his team is just garbage. So to pay him this kind of money, which is, you know, the upper echelon of quarterbacks now, which is what you're expecting to see these days, it's just a quarterback market as is, right? This is the market. This is what was set. Thank you. Thank you, Pat Mahomes, for this. Russell Wilson, Deshaun Watson, all these guys that had contracts before. This is what you're going to see this from mediocre quarterbacks from here on out. Now, I'm not calling Dak mediocre. He is a good quarterback. But he is he Aaron Rodgers? No. Is he Pat Mahomes? Russell Wilson? No. Deshaun Watson? Probably the closest guy to him. Absolutely not. He is a good quarterback. He is good at what he does. You get him in the right system with the right guys. He will get it done. But is he going to take your team over the edge? Like Aaron Rodgers, if you have less. Tom Brady, what he did all those years in New England. Is he going to be able to take guys and elevate them Elevate them to a level that they've never seen, never, never before seen, never thought they could hit before? No. I'm sorry, that's not Dak. So when you look at this contract, you, you think, all right, who won this contract? Dak. 100% Dak. And you know what? The Cowboys in this situation, they had to do it. You know, he had the injury last year. You saw what happened. They had Andy Dalton. They sucked. They freaking sucked. We all, we, Me and Cam talked about this last year when they signed Andy Dalton. We're like, oh, if Dak sucks or if he gets hurt, they're okay. Nope. Absolutely not. Ben DiNucci, <laughs> not the answer either. So, I mean, the NFL and football in general these days, it's, just, it's a quarterback-driven game now. The way the game in college and in NFL, the way it is now, it's quarterback-driven. And if you have a guy, you got to pay him. And that's what the Cowboys thought. They think they have a guy. Now, where the Cowboys are, I would sign Dak, too. Am I paying him $75 million in one year? Absolutely not. But to a four-year deal, that's not bad. That's not bad at all because in four years, if he, if he's not the guy, get him out, get somebody new in. If you don't think he's the guy in three years, get him out, get somebody new in. That's just the way the world works these days. You're not going to see these Pat Mahomes deals. You're not. You're going to see these shorter deals for guys coming off their rookie contract. You're going to see a lot of teams trying to work around getting quarterbacks on the rookie deal is something everybody, all these sports talk shows love to talk about. Quarterbacks on the rookie deals. That's when you have to win. Fuck off, first off. 
Fuck off, you sports talk radio shows. You all suck. You all talk about the same shit. You all talk about... I mean, it's the same shit that Skip, and Skip Bayless, who's getting paid $32 million to talk about every week, of LeBron versus Michael. Who's better? Colin Cowherd talking about how he prefers his quarterbacks not to talk about aliens. Because this man has a thing about Baker Mayfield and he can't get his head out of his fucking ass. Fuck Colin Cowherd. Baker Mayfield's fucking awesome. If he saw aliens, he saw fucking aliens. All right. All right. But still, like, it's a quarterback driven league. Let's get on page. It's a quarterback driven league. You have to pay your quarterback. If you think you have a guy, you pay him. If it doesn't work out, you get the fuck rid of them. You get them out of there. Get them out of there and you get somebody else in. On a rookie contract, and you move forward. It's that fucking simple. So that's the situation the Cowboys are in here. Now, are they giving this guy a lot of money? Yeah. But they're not locked into 12 years, half a billion dollars, Kansas City. So good for Dak. Good for Dak. I mean, hey, I'm all about players getting paid. At the end of the day, that's what it's about. Screw the owners. These guys are billionaires. They already got their money. Who cares about what the shield? Cares about the shield and the league, all them. They they get all their money from the TV contracts and everything. Guys are going to get paid. They're going to get their money, all right? So good for Dak. I mean, I still think they overpaid, but that's a personal opinion, and that's where we're at, all right? And, hey, I hope he proves him wrong. I hope he does. But you gotta look about it. Look at it like this: Who are they gonna fucking pay next? Are they gonna be able to pay anybody next with that cap? No, probably not. I mean, let's get back on the massacre week here. This is why you see the Saints dropping everybody. I mean, they dropped Janoris Jenkins, um, Quan Alexander, a guy they just traded for. They cut him because they can't make the uh, make the cut. Hell, you're freaking. Super Bowl losing team, the Kansas City Chiefs, said, hey, we couldn't protect our damn quarterback in the Super Bowl, but God dang it, we're going to drop, we're going to go ahead and cut our damn starting left and right tackle. Both the damn tackles are gone. Both their damn tackles are gone because the cap hit this year, because of COVID. That's where we're at. A team that made the Super Bowl had to cut their starting left and right tackle because they overpaid their quarterback. This is why Bill Belichick's a genius. Because he doesn't overpay his quarterback. He never does. Now, did they make the Super Bowl this year? No. Did they make the playoffs this year? No. Were they even even near contention? No. But Bill, Bill, Bill Belichick never overpays for its quarterback. For example, he just re-signed Cam Newton today to a one-year contract. Is that a bad, bad idea? No, it's not. Think about when they signed Cam last year. I want to say it was going into summer, midsummer, that they finally signed him. Like, they didn't give him much time to get acclimated to the team, get used to his receivers, all that, plus during a COVID year. I mean, 
He couldn't even throw to his receivers because he wasn't allowed to by law. So I think Cam with another year inside a Belichick system is a good. I think there's more success there for him. Plus, they just got Trent Brown from the Raiders, who has an amazing tattoo of girls just all over him, which is just absolutely hilarious. So it's a good sign for him and the Patriots. And, I mean, it sucks because I don't like the Patriots at all. I'm not going to lie about that. I really don't like the Patriots. But watching what Bill Belichick does with his quarterbacks and what he does inside that that franchise, inside that organization, it's incredible. He is a mastermind at working that cap. And other teams need to see that. They really do. Um, let's move on to one other topic real quick in the NFL, then we're going to move forward. Because I don't want to talk about all the NFL today. I don't. There's so much more going on in the world, in sports, in everything than the NFL. All right? The NFL is not world. College football is not the world. It might be down here in the South, but it's not the world. All right? It's not. So we're just going to keep it moving. It sounds like Deshaun Watson's probably going to stay in Houston or he's going to sit out. I mean, Nick Casario and Jack Easterby and David Culley, they're all just making it sound like they're just not going to trade him at all. So just buckle in for this roller coaster of emotions that's going to be Deshaun Watson this year. It's going to be incredible. It's going to be incredibly entertaining, all right, because he does not want to play there. Don't blame him. He literally has nobody to throw the ball to. He has no offensive line. He literally takes the most sacks every year, which is crazy because you'd think that'd be Russell Wilson who's bitching about his offensive line, who's probably going to stay with that offensive line in Seattle. So that's going to be very awkward inside that locker room. But, I mean, you they're literally saying that they're not answering the phone. To their credit, new head coach, new GM, why the hell would you trade Deshaun Watson? I know he doesn't want to be there. I understand that. He doesn't want to be there 100% at all. But why would you trade away a franchise quarterback? The only reason you would is if you think you can get the picks and the capital from somebody else, To replace him, which they definitely could 100%, but why even do that, you know? They are in a rebuild situation. I mean, Deshaun can go anywhere. He can go to Chicago, Miami, New York. He's not going to New York. I don't know why they even put that out there. He's not going to New York. Chicago, Miami. Miami is probably the most realistic one out of those two. Hell. He had gone to if the Rams hadn't gone went and got Stafford, they could have given up all their picks to 2030. All their first round picks to 2030, and they would have fucking done it. But they went and got Stafford, which good for the Rams. Great, great trade. Get rid of get rid of bum ass golf. Get Stafford in, baby. Stafford's a damn stud. You just need to get the hell out of Detroit. Detroit sucks. But yeah, it, it 
kind of sounds like Deshaun is just going to end up there in Houston or he's just not going to play this year, which will be a damn shame. If he doesn't play, it's a damn shame for the league and everything because he, he arguably had one of the best years with his situation last year. I mean, outside of Rodgers, who won the MVP, Deshaun Watson had a fucking year. If you go look at the fantasy numbers just alone, the dude, I mean, I, I played him a few ta- damn times in different leagues, and he fucking torched me. But, I mean, I had Rodgers, so I was good. Still, Deshaun is a beast. It's going to end up in Houston. It's the way I'm looking at it. All right, let's move on from this. Let's get into the world of sports. We are in March, people. We are in fucking March. We're at probably my favorite time of year. We're getting into April. I mean, really, April is my favorite time of year, but we're getting into it. We're getting into the good times. Since they moved the Players' Championship to this weekend, it's moved into one of my favorite weekend, weekend weeks of the year. Because we got championship weekend college basketball, which I actually do watch. I have been watching. Watch my damn dogs last night lose the Missouri because they couldn't hit a three right there at the end. Georgia basketball is just, it's just embarrassing. We need to fire Crean. Simple as that. Crean's just terrible. Can't coach. Can recruit. Can't coach. But, you know, you got championship weekend selection Sunday on, uh, on Sunday this week. And then next week we roll right on in, right on in to the, into the tournament. This weekend, what do we got this weekend? The Players' Championship, which is the fifth major. Did I watch yesterday and today? Absolutely. Has it been entertaining? Absolutely. Down there at TPC Sawgrass, that is an incredibly hard course. It is so entertaining to watch these guys play this course. Now, the guy who's leading after two rounds is not a guy like Lee Westwood. And now it's, that's purely because of what was going on when Tiger had the like his incident, the first one. I mean, let's not even say the first one. The second one's not even an incident. It's just a freaking car wreck. When Tiger, you know, had to go through all this stuff, um, Lee Westwood was supposed to be the guy. The guy. Then Rory was the guy. So I don't like I don't like the guy that's supposed to be the guy after the 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 true guy. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Like Lee Westwood was supposed to be, you know, the the tiger beater, but he never was. He never was. So I don't I'm not a big Lee Westwood fan. And then the smug asshole. The smug asshole. Who's in third? The guy who unfortunately Fortunately, has a freaking master's jacket, which I can't stand. Sergio Garcia, who was leading after round one at minus seven, who's now five under. He's in third. And has he been playing good? Yes. And he's doing something very interesting, guys. If you've ever played golf, if any of you guys have ever played golf, and you have ever, let me just say, if you've ever played putt-putt, when you play putt-putt, do you, do you keep your eyes open when you putt? I do. I keep my eyes open when I putt. 
pick a spot, hit to that spot and watch the ball and let gravity do its thing. This man within like 15 to 20 feet is putting with his eyes closed. Let, let me repeat that. He's putting with his eyes closed. Let that soak in. How insane is that? I literally, I mean, Sports Center tweeted it out. This man is putting with his eyes closed. And it's working. It's freaking working, guys. You know how insane that is? I know when people reverse grips and do that whole thing, like Spieff stares at the hole and putts. And I've, I mean, I do that. I've done that before, and it's not super hard. But this man is putting with his eyes closed. It's wild. It's wild. How can you do that? And still, I mean, this man put up two eagles on the first round. I don't like Sergio. I think he's an asshole. Think he's a smug asshole. That's why I don't want him to win. I never root for him. And I'm mad that he won the Masters a couple years ago. Not mad about it, but you know what I mean. But the man is doing something crazy right now. You're putting with your eyes closed. Putting with your eyes closed. That's nuts. Back to on topic, though. I love the Players' Championship. TPC Sawgrass, Ponte Vedra Beach. What an incredible game. What an incredible course. It's really hard. Watching watching guys hit on to 17 and just screw up, you know, hit right into water. It's just pure entertainment. You can't not like that. You know what I mean? You can't not like that. It was said that 53 guys on Wednesday, they did a, so on Wednesday they did a caddy tournament and 53 out of, out of like 101 caddies hit the ball in in the water on 17, 53. These are caddies, probably guys that are almost could have their PGA card. All right. On round one, there was 35. Four guys, I want to say, in their in the thirties. I'm not going to give you an exact number. I think it was 34, but we're going to say, you know, a little squiggly line that says estimate 34. We're going to do that. We're going to say that around 34, pro guys with their PGA cards hit the ball in the water on 17, and this is a middle of the pin location. All you have to do is leave the ball 15 feet short, and it just rolls within six feet. And I'm telling you guys, we're going long all day. I watched a guy pull out a nine iron today and literally bounce right in the water. Bounce on the green into water, which nobody's hitting a nine iron. Nobody's hitting a nine iron. Everybody's hitting a pitching wedge or a gap. It's just, it's an incredibly entertaining. I know there's, I used to hate watching golf, but If you're not doing anything all day, sit back on your ass. If you want to have a few beers, have a few beers, sit there and watch some golf. It's very entertaining. I'm not going to lie to you. It it gives you a better appreciation for what these guys can do because you put yourself in that situation. 
and it's so hard. You can't do that. I can't hit that ball on 17 at all. I would I would chunk the hell and hit that ball 100 feet, 100 yards, and go straight in the water. A hundred percent. A hundred percent would do that. Or I'd hook it left, you know, shank it right. Some shit. These guys are literally putting it dead center. And then somehow it just barely rolls off. It's just so unfortunate. It's a game of millimeters. You have to appreciate it. And I, I, I love watching it. You know what else we have going on right now, guys? And I, I want to give some love to this because it doesn't get enough love as it as it should. College baseball is going on. Them damn Jags are playing right now. They're doing pretty damn good. My damn dogs are playing right now, and they're doing pretty damn good too, and they're not getting any love. You know what? I And this is what I want to really hamper on this week. College sports outside of basketball and football should get more love. Should get more airtime because it's impossible for me to find the school that I played baseball at who is a Division One school, as well as the school I graduated from, an SEC school, I can't find it on TV purely because of TV contracts. Like, they're literally, it, it's mind-blowing because college baseball is probably the best product out there right now. College baseball is more entertaining than college basketball, by and far. I can tell you that right fucking now. If you, everybody that hates baseball, you don't like it because it's boring. There's not enough energy. There's not enough action. All right, there was 30 fucking points in the first half of the Georgia game last night. Shut the fuck up. College baseball has the most energy. It has everything you hate about baseball and everything you wish that you could have about baseball. It has it. There's action. There's energy. There's passion. Guys want to win. They love what they're doing. They show emotion. This isn't the pros. All they care about is winning for their school and kicking the shit out of the team across the field in the other dugout. This isn't about going and getting paid. This is pure competition. All they want to do is win. And it's literally the most entertaining thing you can watch. But you can't watch it because they don't televise it until it's the College World Series. And why is that? Why, why is basketball... Why does college why 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 is college basketball more entertaining than baseball? I'm literally asking. I don't I I mean I'm telling you, I've watched the two products and I'm not a basketball guy. College basketball fucking sucks. If I want to watch basketball, I'm gonna go watch the NBA. I'm gonna be fucking honest. College basketball, not entertaining because they kind of suck. College baseball? Yeah, they, they're not as good as the pros. 100% agree with you there. 
100% agree with you. But they play the game completely different. College basketball, they play the game the exact same way. They all throw up threes and they all suck. In college baseball, guess what they do? They play small ball. They played the game how it should be played. They're not going up there trying to worry about their their exit velocity and their fucking launch angle, bro. No, they're going up there fucking dropping a sack fucking bunt and a suicide squeeze, you know, hitting running, hitting the ball behind each other because that's what they're doing to try to win. And it's pure entertainment. It's pure sport. And it needs to be better appreciated and it needs to be better received. If you're a person listening to this podcast tonight, you need to watch a college baseball game. If you have the opportunity, even if it's a community college around you, go watch it. Those guys will bring the fucking energy. They're the embodiment of this podcast. They are BDE. I will tell you, any JUCO in the country, that is some of the best baseball you will ever see. More so than watching the fucking Dodgers versus the Yankees. Because you guess what? They don't fucking care. Those guys at Juco, they do care because they're trying to go get paid like those guys. Those guys at the Dodgers and the Yankees, all they care about is getting fucking paid. Yeah, they kind of care about winning. Obviously, they want to get a World Series, but fuck that. They're getting paid hundreds of millions of dollars. Guys in Juco are literally trying to win and scratch and claw and get there and get to a D1, get that scholarship, and they'll do it in any way possible. Hell, you watch a guy at South, they're dropping bunts down left and right. Coach Calvi was doing teaching that to us. It's just, it's a different game. You have to appreciate it. Hell, and it's metal bats. You just hit the ball farther. Not really, but I'm just fucking with y'all. But seriously, like the college game, it's a completely different game and it's a lot more entertaining than the MLB game. And this this is coming from a guy who's a diehard Braves fan who literally watches every single game and will tell you, you're having got when you watch a when you watch Ronald Acuna, you know, ground out to second base and he's lollygagging. You're not getting that in a college game. Because guess what? Your ass is running afterwards if you don't run it out. Because they can do that to you. Calvi can make your ass run. He can make your ass run stadiums like he did me. Because I showed up late one day. Because I overslept because, hey, it happens. But still, that's the difference. There is a major fucking difference in the games, and it needs to be more appreciated and more available for viewership. Because I, I tell you what, I would watch it every fucking night. Every Tuesday, Friday through Sunday, your Wednesday or Thursday games, like I would literally watch every single one. I know you can stream them, but screw that. They need to be on TV because it's better TV, and and, and people have need to learn to appreciate appreciate it more. It's such a good sport, and it needs to be received better than what it is. It's it, baseball is a great sport, 
and people say it's boring, and, and that's just because you're seeing it from uh, from one angle. All right, go watch any travel ball game at East Cobb Baseball, and I will tell you it's better baseball than you will ever watch because these kids are go- literally going out there and just trying to ball out and win. They don't care about their fucking contracts. They don't care about how they're fucking how they look. Well, I say that they do care about what they look because every kid sucks these days. And if you're one of those kids, stop. Granted, you're, this is coming from a guy who, you know, wore eye paint and Evo shields and tape every day. So, yeah, pot, caught, uh, pot calling the kettle black, right? But still, if you want pure competition, go watch any football or any baseball game. Uh, I'm just saying that, guys. College baseball needs to be better appreciated, better received, and better distributed to the public. Because I can't even watch a fucking Jags game or a Georgia game, and I hate it. So that's my soapbox for today. So let's get into two more topics, and we're going to wrap her up because got some shit to do tonight. It's Friday night. Let's go have a good time. All right. Two one and the same topics, all right? The Rangers goes back to our Texas topic from last week from them lifting their mass mandate. The Texas Rangers are going to have 100% capacity for opening day. 100% capacity for opening day. That's absolutely incredible. Shout out. Shout out. Shout out the Rangers. Because that's awesome. Now, on the same token, Milana Braves. Milana Braves. We're only a little lonely 33%. A lonely 33%, which is 10K. 10K, so if anybody wants to do the math, it's a little over 10K. So, because we're about 40,000. Kind of sucks, not going to lie. Because I already had my ticket for, well, I had my ticket. And it got taken away from me for opening night. But, you know, hey, this is what we asked for last year. Hey, if you're going to do this, require us to wear masks. That's The Rangers are saying, hey, we're going to have 100% capacity, but you're going to have to wear a mask. It's all I fucking asked for. This is all we've been asking for since the beginning. Allow me to wear a mask, which y'all say actually works. Still don't believe that. Because I can still smell cigarettes and smell other stuff. Allow me to wear a mask and go into the game. It's my choice. Just because they lifted the mask mandate, doesn't mean I can't wear a mask. You dumbasses. Everybody bitching about Texas because the government is saying they don't or they're not going to enforce you to wear a mask doesn't mean you can't wear a mask. You have free will. You have free choice. Wear a mask if you want to wear a mask. If I want to go to a game and if you're going to make me wear a mask, I will. 100% do that. 100% do that. Will I do it for one more year? Eh, 
I'll do it for one more year. That's it. I'll do it for the rest of 21, but 22, I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. Just not doing it. Because eventually, we have to get to a point where we can get comfortable seeing each other now. People are bitching about going back into society. What? Is that not the dumbest thing you've ever heard? This is literally the people that bitch about people not wearing masks. Like, I can't believe you're not wearing a mask. Like, uh, you're not wearing a mask? Why aren't you wearing a mask? Don't you care about me? No, I don't care about you. Let's be honest. I don't care about you. That's as simple. Nobody really, hey, do you care about me? No, you don't. You're wearing a mask because the government told you to. If the government didn't tell you to do it, you wouldn't have done it. Duh. You wouldn't have done it. Okay? Okay. Get your vaccines, people, and let's just keep it moving. Get your vaccines so we can get back to normal living, so we can get these people that are afraid of going back into society comfortable to going back into society. I can't believe that's an actual thing. They have social anxiety going back into the real world. I'm so afraid to go back in the real world. Hey, you don't have to go into the real world. Who said you have to go to a bar? Who said you have to go to a restaurant? Nobody. Nobody. Nobody told you. Nobody's telling you what to do, guys. It's the beauty of this country. It's the beauty of life. Do whatever you want inside the law. Of course. But look, when it gets back to it, like, if I want to go to a Rangers game, if I want to go to a Braves game, if I want to go to a Georgia game, I want to go. I do want to go. But if I have to wear a mask to go, I will fucking do it. I'm not nervous about sitting to the random person next to me. Left and right. I don't care. I just want to watch live entertainment in front of my eyes. I want to be in that environment. I want to hear the crowd roar when a home run is hit, when a touchdown is passed. When a long run is gone, when a big hit is hit, when an incredible catch over the wall, a buzzer beater is hit, etc. I want to be in that environment. I want to high five a random person I've never met in just in ever. Just want to share that enjoyment with a random person. I just do. That enlightenment when your team it's a grand slam to go up six to four in the eighth inning of a playoff game. And you're jumping up and down with the dude next to you who you've never met in your life. I want that feeling again. And we are so fucking close. We are so close. So get your dang vaccines, people. If you want to, I'm not going to tell you what to do. I haven't gotten mine because I can't. So, but still, I am so ready for that feeling. And I think most of us are. I'm glad we have sports right now. 
I love this time of the year. Hell, I got my first sunburn today. I got my first sunburn today, guys. Hey, it's going to be a good year. I said this on the very first episode of this year. Don't go chasing waterfalls. It's going to be a damn good year. I'm feeling it. Braves are going to win the World Series. Dog's going to win the championship. It's going to fucking happen. So I'm going to wrap it up here, guys. I've had a damn good time. I could go even longer. Y'all know I can, but I'm not going to because I got some shit to do. So I'm going to leave y'all with an incredible song by Nico Moon, who drops just absolute bangers. Banger after banger after banger. If you're in a summertime drinking mood, go check out Nico Moon. All right. Go fucking do it. Okay. Thank you guys for joining me this week. Cam will be back with us next week. This is your boy, Groobs. Thanks for hanging out. Subscribe, rate, review. Go check out the merch site. Go follow us on Instagram if you want the site for the merch. It's on the Instagram in the bio. So go follow that. Check out the merch. Some good shit. I made it. Kind of cool. Kind of cool. If you have some questions for us, some topics you want to hear us talk about, some BDELDs, etc. Head us up in the DMs. Thanks for joining, guys. Here is No Sad Songs by Nico Moon. Thanks for hanging out, guys. <laughs>